Right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever episode of Low Country Football Focus. I am your host, Tim Atkins. I cover high school football on WTUA. We cover Berkeley Stags. I've been doing it now since 2011. Before that, we covered Timberland football for about six years. So, I mean, I am no authority on high school football, but, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of great football over the years, some great teams, some great players here in the Low Country. My co host, Mr. Stephen Moody, stat guy for a long time, softball coach extraordinaire. <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw you some props. I mean, you've played it, you've coached it, and now you cover it. It's a lot of fun, and this is something we've been talking about doing for a couple of years now, is, is having a radio show or a podcast talking about low country high school football just with a focus on low country high school football, like what I like to say is from Ashley Ridge to Wando and everything in between. We're going to cover all these teams, all these players. We're going to bring this episode to you Mondays or Tuesdays. We haven't nailed that down yet. We hope to have it out tonight, but it could be tomorrow. But after that, it'll be on a schedule. We'll cover the games from this past Friday. We will talk about the upcoming games. We might talk a little Clemson, Carolina in between. And who knows what else will come up. But I think it's going to be fun. And, Stephen, I'm just so happy football season's finally here. You and me both. Well, let's start right off the bat. Let's just jump in. The game that surprised you the most this week, what was it? Buford and Cane Bay. I was going to say the same thing. I really thought this was going to be Buford coming into Cane Bay, defending 3A state champions, taking care of business with Cane Bay. But I tell you what, the Cobras proved me wrong. They had a huge game on the ground, 312 yards rushing. Deshaun Tompkins had 114 of that. Fullback Langston Rhodes, two rushing touchdowns. And Kane Bay pulls away from a 10-10 tie. It was 10-10 for a long time in that game. And they end up winning that game 29-10. They are 1-0 on the season. They face Ashley Ridge next week, and that is going to be a good ball game. Ashley Ridge, they played them twice last year and beat Ashley Ridge twice. Beat them in the first game of the season, beat them in the first round of the playoffs. So Ashley Ridge, new coach, we'll talk about that in a little while, but uh, that's going to be a good game. <clears throat> yeah, and Ashley Ridge, you know, they're, that's going to be their opener, and, you know, they might come out fired up, and, you know, everybody's healthy. We'll see what happens. Ashley Ridge did not play last week. Uh, they did not play week zero. So, yeah, it's going to be their first game, and that's a game we'll talk about next week. So let's just real quick, Kane Bay, Ashley Ridge next week. Who do you like? Mm, with what I've seen this past week, I'd have to go with, I'd have to go with Kane Bay in this I, I I feel the same way. I think Kane Bay uh, really – kind of prove their self to me. They, I mean, if you know anything about the Kane Bay Cobras, they are a running football team. They're one-dimensional, but you can't stop them. You know what's coming, but you can't stop it. They're not going to be a team that throws the ball all the way around the, the uh, field. But, boy, if you can't stop that run, you're in trouble. But, hey, when you get three yards, four yards a clip, it doesn't matter. When you get into a fourth and one, third and four, you always got a chance to get that first down. So congratulations to the Cobras. That's a huge win for that program and uh, Coach Russell's ear. So congratulations to them. 1-0 in the season. Big game with Ashley Ridge coming up this week. Let's talk about the game that was played Thursday night. Stahl Warriors get a big win over Burt, 33-2. The good news, Stephen, Stahl is 1-0 on the season. The bad news is they were 1-0 on the season last year and then lost their last nine. <laughs> now they yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, when you open up with Burke 
And I'm not saying nothing bad about the Burt Bulldogs. They're just unfortunate to be where they're at. You know, they don't get a whole lot of, uh, I'm assuming there's not a lot of kids, you know, right there by Joe Riley Stadium. Give those kids at Stall and at Burt credit. I mean, you know, if they stick with it, they play. They're traditional, you know, teams that win one or two games a season. Wouldn't you love to see one of those teams just really bust out one year and do something? Well, you know, you, I mean, I'm going to throw a little history in there, but, you know, back when, when uh, Ken Cribb was coaching Stahl, they were, they were kind of on the up and up, and then, then he left town. So, anyway, Stahl won and on the season, and they <laughs> face James Island this week, very good James Island team. So, let's see if Stahl can play. If they stay undefeated after this week, that's going to be the game we lead off with next week. That's going to be a real big test. And like, like you said, James Island. Whew. Let's jump right on that. James Island, Coach Jamar McCoy. He's entering his fourth season, 20-11 and 11 in three seasons. Last year, 11-2, region champions, third round of the playoffs. This year they have a ton of talent coming back. They've got quarterback Braxton Scott. They've got the wide receiver who I think has the best name in the low country, football name in the low country, is Wushi Ravenel. And they're Wooshy. going to be a team to be reckoned with in 4A. But James Allen opens their season with a 25-7 to win over Stratford. Braxton Scott, I think he missed like eight games last year with injury. 14 of 20, 210 yards. Uh, this was a tight game for a little while, but uh, James Allen pulled off, beat 5A Stratford. And I tell you what, things do not get easier for Stratford. Stratford faces next week Lexington at Lexington, then Dutch Fork at home, Carolina Forest at home, St. James, and then at Somerville. I mean, you're looking at what could be an 0-6 start for Stratford. It's it's not going to be pretty for them if they can't if they can't uh, pull one out right there. So. They front-loaded their schedule last year with some really strong football teams. Didn't really pay off. They thought maybe that would help them once the region started and once playoffs started, and they just struggled to a 2-8 and eight season, lost in the first round of the playoffs. This is not a historical Stratford program like it used to be. Uh, Stratford used to – I mean, they used to have some teams there. Boy, oh, wow. Harold Green, remember him? Oh, Golly. yeah. I mean, just, just think of all the uh, – you know, like we we were talking about earlier, Stratford, you know, when they came around, when they opened Stratford High School, Goose Creek kind of went down, and then of course now Kane Bay's in the in the taking those kids. Yeah, you're yeah, right. So they're you know it's just one of those things. Next game, let's go back to two uh, A and it's North Charleston, the Cougars of North Charleston. They opened their season. At Military Magnet, a big 33-6 win for Coach Devin Smalls. Gets his 12th win as the coach of North Charleston. He's 12-32 and 32 overall. He's going into his sixth year. Military Magnet falls to 0-1. Military Magnet will face Academic Magnet next week. Uh, North Charleston will face Whale Branch, a team they lost to last year by just 11 points, 19-8. And a, a score, I think, that surprised a lot of people in the low country was the goose creek south florence game south florence defending 5a state champion but goose creek has been kind of touted as the overall favorite in region 7 5a down here in the low country but boy they sure laid an egg out there at 
South Florence. They get beat 54 to 14 on the road. And, you know, like we were talking about Stratford, it's not getting easier for Goose Creek. The no, next it's... couple of weeks, they have Sumter, Beaufort, at Blythewood, at Somerville. Two weeks after that, Fort Dorchester. Goose Creek started their season last year, Stephen, 0 and 5. Ended up bouncing back in region, won the region, and then lost in the second round of the playoffs to Carolina Forest. So, well, that can tell you one of two things: they either had a weak conference, or they just yes. had they put it all together. <laughs> one of one of two things. Region seven five A has been kind of uh, excuse me eight five A has been a little down the last couple of years. Berkeley, Cane Bay, Wando, Stratford, Goose Creek, and and really that just kind of signifies it. I mean, Goose Creek with a zero and five start out of region. And then win all their region games. So, anyway, let's see if Goose Creek can bounce back this week. They host the Sumter Gamecocks. The next game we're going to look at is Philip Simmons, one of my favorite teams of the Low Country, the Philip Simmons Iron Horses. I saw them at the Berkeley County Jamboree a couple of weeks ago. I thought they were the best team out there that night. They opened their season with a 52 to 28 win over Andrews at home. Steven Regard, 148 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and on defense, two interceptions. So he's kind of Mr. Do-It-All for the Iron Horses. But uh, they're a very – have a lot of seniors on that team, a lot of experience. Coach Eric, Eric Bendig, I mean, he's one of the best of the low country. I think Phillip Simmons is going to go far this year in the playoffs. This week they host St. James and it's looking to go 2-0 and on the season against the St. James Sharks. St. James, you know, I remember, I remember them from back in the day when Timberland used to play them a good bit. Yeah, we used to see them a lot when we covered Timberland football. You're right. St. James, is it land sharks or just sharks? Well, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're, They're not, not in the low country. country. We're not going to talk about them. They're not in the low country. Next up, Bishop England. They faced Porter Goud, and boy, Ooh. they got gashed on the ground by Porter Goud. J.J. Flood, 239 yards rushing. Four touchdowns with a 35-31 win over Porter Gow. Bishop England 0-1 on the season. They face First Baptist at home this week, staying in the skeezer ranks before they face Lucy Beckham in a couple of weeks. So it's going to uh, be a tough, tough start for, for Bishop England. It's yeah. going to be a tough stretch there too with Lucy Beckham and then followed up with James Island. And next up, uh, let's talk Oceanside Collegiate. Oceanside has been a team that ever since they came onto the scene here in the Low Country, they have had a dominating football team. They have Division I talent. They put out uh, kids to Division I schools every year. They've got a lineman. I think his name's Britton this year. I mean, kid's just going to go anywhere he wants to go. Coach Chad Wilkes, he's entering the second season. He was 12-2. and two. Last season, he opens with a 24-7 win over Louisville. Louisville, a single-A team, but a lot of people very high on Louisville. Louisville had a lot of seniors. They played Oceanside tough for a little while, but it was just too much land sharks uh, for Louisville. Uh, their only score was a pick six. So Oceanside mm. defense pitched a shutout. Offense gave up a pick six. Uh, Will Virgillo, four receptions, 115 yards for Oceanside. This week... They have at home <laughs> the South Florence Bruins, so that's going to be a very interesting score there. This this is going to be uh, this is going to win we where we know for sure if they're who they say they are. South Florence is a good ball team coming in there. Next up, Hanahan. Let's talk about the Hawks. Coach Milan Turner comes from Georgia Southern. He was a director of high school relations at Georgia Southern. 
had a long career as a high school football coach in Georgia. I think he was like 112 and 43 overall as a coach. The last couple of years, like I said, he's been at Georgia Southern. He gets coaxed out of retirement from Hanahan, wanted to move in this part of the state, and starts his season off with a 45-34 win over Georgetown on the road. Now, it's going to help when you're a first-year coach when you've got a kid like Kavon Rivera, who's our Low Country Football Focus Player of the Week, 331 yards rushing for Rivera, 32 carries, six touchdowns. I'm I'm not a big. Math Can you say guy. workhorse? I'm not a big math guy, but I would say that's a little over ten that's yards. That's about a ten carry. yards per carry. Yeah. <laughs> you good with them numbers? Big test for Hanahan this week. They travel to Berkeley to face the Berkeley Stags. While we're talking about Berkeley Stags, let's talk about their game this week. That's the game I covered on the WTUA. A big win for Berkeley, 36-32 over Timberland. We've heard all this hype about the young man, Henry Rivers, the freshman quarterback at Berkeley. Boy, he lived up to it. Four touchdowns to four different receivers, had a rushing touchdown, made one mistake on the night, threw a ball into tight coverage, double coverage, and I think he threw them because he just has so much confidence in his arm. This kid has a rocket. You're going to hear Henry Rivers' name for the next four years, and trust me, if you get a chance to go see him, go see him play. And That's, I think this is going to be a good football team in two or three years. I want to say you uh, you talked about that earlier, me and you, and you, you made it clear that uh, the coach is very high on him as well. Yeah, speaking of coach, uh, Berkeley has a new coach, and Coach Eric Lodge. He comes from Seminole High School in Florida, has a 32-5 and record. I mean, he's in his low, uh, you know, younger, younger 30s. He's a young man. He was a night, uh, the 2020 state champion at Seminole. He was coach of the year. I mean, it, you know, he just has this incredible resume. I think Berkeley's very lucky to get him. I think Berkeley, they have a very young team. You give Coach, uh, coach Lodge a year or two, this you know, is going to be a good football team. I think what Berkeley did was, you know, they, they went out, got a bag man, and, and found the coach they needed. Offered what kind of ever money? It must be like at least a million. Uh, I doubt if it's. I, w- I bet he wishes that it was that money. <laughs> yeah, Berkeley's nah. kind of struggled over the last two years. Uh, Coach Jerry Brown came out of retirement, uh, came back to where he had so much success in the early 2000s, and just couldn't replicate it. No. Went five and sixteen. Uh, a lot of kids left Berkeley at that time. Uh, Ber- uh, Goose Creek starting quarterback started out as Berkeley. You know, and it's unfortunate. You know, I mean, Jerry Brown's got a big legacy, you know, and that, I don't think this tarnishes I don't think his legacy either. at all. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was probably a very tough call for the Berkeley administration to make this kind of move, mm-hmm. and, and it didn't. I think it, was, it wasn't pretty. It mm-hmm. went down kind of ugly, but I think it was a necessary move, and, and I think they've got a great coach in Coach Eric Lodge. But let's talk about the Timberland Wolves for a minute. Uh, coach Greg Wright. Mm-hmm. 16 and 13 entering his four seated at Timberland. Timberland put up quite a fight the other night. They had a 20 to 16 lead over Berkeley. Third quarter, Berkeley just dominated. They went up 36 to 20. Timberland had three turnovers in the third quarter. Could have very easily folded 10. You know, I listened to you on the radio and I was like, wow, Timberland's winning. <laughs> Timberland's winning this game 20 to 16. I was like, wow, you know, Timberland must be pretty good this year. And then the third quarter came, and I hear you 
speaking well, that river's I, I, name I a whole lot. I think it's a question of is is Timberland that good or is Berkeley that bad? And I think you're going to find out the answer to that question this week. Uh, Timberland plays a pretty good Indian land team at home. Berkeley has a 1-0 Hanahan team at home. Mm. So, you know, I think we'll know a lot more after week two. But still, you know, I, I always say a good team can, can play poorly and find a way to win. And I think that's what Berkeley did. But like I said, no, I don't think Berkeley is going to happen this year. They're very young. They have one senior on defense, two seniors on offense. You give this team a year or two, Coach Eric Lodge a couple of years, Berkeley's going to be a force in 5A in the low country. Remember I said it. And I don't doubt it. Uh, not, not one bit. Not with his resume coming from Florida and, and what he'd done in such a short time there before moving up north. It's going to be interesting to see. Let's talk about other coaches I really like, and that's Donnie Kiefer at West Ashley. Boy, he's done a great job there. He had those guys at 7-0 and to start the season. I mean, really the best record they've had to start a season since West Ashley's been in, uh, in a, you know, in have, have had a team. Now, right. here's some extra credit for you. What teams, a little trivia, what teams were f- brought in to form West Ashley? What schools merged? Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one. Mm. Ah, I stumped him. West Ashley. Middleton's one of them. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Because West Ashley's only been around for a little while. St. Andrews. St. Andrews rocks and the Middleton Razorbacks. Yep. And, I remember both really of those. you really thought when West Ashley started, started from those two schools, they were just going to be a powerhouse, and it really just hadn't materialized. But Coach Donnie Kiefer comes in. He's 17-11, entering his fourth season. He was 29-9 and at single-A Green Sea Floyds, and he won back-to-back state championships 2018-2019. Coach Kiefer knows what he's doing. This is going to be a team on the rise over the next couple of years. They started their season at Lower Richland Friday night. They come out with a 23-20 win. Jacob Adams hit a 39-yard game-winning field goal, also had two other field goals, two PATs, and, oh, yeah, he also averaged 40 yards on punts. So that's your uh, – your West Ashley pair of the game there. But a good start for West Ashley. They go to May River this week trying to go 2-0 and on the season. Well, you, I mean, you know as well as I do, a, a 39-yard game-winning field goal in high school is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if you, you see a kid hitting anything 35 and above, yeah. That's, Consistently. That's big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, he, that's a weapon. Next up, Lucy Beckham, this – team that last year was just their first year in varsity they went seven and four they they uh, lost to hanahan may river james island and then lost in the first round of the playoffs to a very good hartsville team who ends a lot of people's season hartsville is just a powerhouse so hartsville will break your heart there you go they start their season at home against Lake Mary, and they have no trouble. 53 to nothing win for Lucy Beckham. Drake Bull, is that a great football name? Defensive I'll, player for Lucy Beckham. Let me, Four tackles for loss. Steven Regard, 148 yards and three touchdowns. Perrin Ketchum, two interceptions on defense. They just dominate Lake Mary, and now they have their big rivalry game coming up this week, and they face the Wando Warriors. So what do you what what position do you think Mr. Bull plays? Do you I hope think he's linebacker. a linebacker. I hope linebacker. I, I was that thinking that would like probably be a great linebacker name. That would be a great. Let, 
Let's yeah. move over to on the other side of Charleston, the St. John's Islanders. They start their season with a tough loss to Ridgeville Hardyville, 27 to 12. Uh, Coach Mike Howard trying to turn things around uh, in, for his team. They started last season 0 and 6. Got a few region wins, just couldn't bounce back. And that's a proud program there at St. John's. They look for Coach Howard to turn that around. Uh, they did go to the playoffs, lost to Carver's Bay in the first round pretty badly. And, you know, I had a few notes on this game. Do you recall Bob Biggerstaff? Oh, yeah, legendary coach. Legendary coach. He coached He coached at uh, St. John's for 32 years. Amazing. 32 years. But a, he had a 274-104 record there. I remember him because I played against him. They gave us a tough test every year. Yeah, St. John's historically a good program. Uh, they've been down the last couple of years, but look for them to bounce back. Uh, on that other side of Charleston, also Baptist Hill. Baptist Hill starts their season with a big win over Denmark Older, 28-16. Baptist Hill and Cross have been the really two big rivals in that region. It's been back and forth. Last year, Cross got the best of that uh of that game, 54 to nothing win over Baptist Hill. Let's see if Baptist Hill can bounce back in region. This week they face, who we just talked about, St. John's Islanders. So Baptist Hill 1-0 on the season. Speaking of cross, a little nope. surprise here for me, Stephen. They faced Calhoun County at home, another 1A team. Calhoun County kind of handled the cross Trojans, 35-14 to win over the Trojans. Nope. Well, I mean, it, I guess it is what it is, but, you know, it's every team gets better over the course of their first week after after uh, the first game. So we'll see if Coach Wright can get them, you know, squared away and see if Carlos can pull it back in. Coach Wright has a state championship up under his belt back in 2012. Uh, he's 11-3 last season, had a great year, went to the lower state championship where they lost to Johnsonville. So, Owens one start for Cross. They face Hemingway at home well, this week. Well, Tim, a little little thing to add right there. You know, Coach Wright, he, yeah, he did win the state title. Do you realize that was his first season? And the funny thing about this is they didn't even win their region that year. I did not know that. You stumped me on that one. Yep. Um, that was 2012. He uh, won that first year, and I want to say – um, I want to say Baptist Hill won the uh, title or won their conference that year. I'd have to look it back up. I had had that down as my notes. Next up, let's talk a little bit about Colleton County right down the road in Walterboro. They start their season with a 10 to nothing loss over to Wade Hampton. Uh, tough start for Colleton County. Uh, it doesn't get any easier for them over the next couple of weeks. They play White Knoll and Ashley Ridge. Uh, they had an 0-3 start last year, ended up 1-9. Their only win was against North Charleston, and they'll see North Charleston in a few weeks. But a, a tough road for Colleton County. Boy, their region, they've got Bluffton, Lucy Beckham, May River, Hilton Head, and James Island. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just a tough schedule. It does not get any easier from here. Let's look at a skiza team here. Let's go to, to Monk's Corner to the St. John's Cavaliers. Uh, they were 8-4 region champs last year. Coach Kevin Brown. His, that was his first year at St. John's. Uh, they start their season on the road, 41-18 to win over Kings Academy. 
Uh, so they have a one and no start. They look. They see. Uh, they'll face Patrick Henry next week at home. So a good win for St. John's, 41-18. I think that score was 41-12 and a half, and I think St. John's kind of, uh, you know, kind of ticked the reins off a little bit. Um, I think there's a few few uh, notes on the bottom of the paper there for uh, for you to look at. So they bit. did win a state title when that was Lord Berkeley. I remember that. That's when we used to play them. Who, who do you think was the coach? Bobby Marion. Isn't that something? Bobby Marion left St. Stephen Academy, won a title the year he left, and then coached Lord Berkeley to the state title the next year. Ended up going to Stratford, where he was offensive coordinator for a long time. And they yeah, got the under Ray Stackley. Yeah, when, when had Stratford, a lot of success. Yeah, Stratford was a Ended up going house. to West Ashley as head coach for many years. Had a, had a, you know, a few winning seasons there. Next up, let's talk about some teams that warrant discussion but didn't play this past Friday. Number First of all, let's talk about Somerville. Somerville Green Wave starts their season this week at Carolina Forest. I like Somerville in this game big. Uh, Somerville's getting a lot of hype as a potential state champion uh, contender. Uh, Coach Ian Rafferty. He's been there for, I think this is his third year coming up, or four, I think it's his fourth season coming up. Coach Ian Rafferty has won a few games there, but this might be his best team he's had, very senior heavy. And I think when the AP poll comes out this week, Somerville could be ranked in the top, uh, at the top spot. Gaffney lost this week. Dutch Fork lost this week. Somerville could be sitting at number one. And you're 100% right. I mean, they had a great season last year. Scored 408 points. You know, well, that's, a, that's a pretty good high average. The, the thorn in Somerville side has been Fort Dorchester over these last couple of years. Now, I don't want to say there's turmoil at Fort Dorchester, but there's a new coach, an interim coach, and you, they lost their quarterback of four years in Zoltan Osborne. He's now at Charleston Southern. So, I don't know. Is this a year that Somerville can – take back the low country because this has been Fort Dorchester's uh, Fort, the low country's belonged to Fort Dorchester these last couple of years Somerville lost the last game of the season to Fort D then they go to the lower state championship and lose to who? Fort Dorchester again so 11-3 and three last year, two of those losses to Fort Dorchester Hey right quick, quick trivia question since 1950 how many coaches has Somerville had? Three. Really? McKissick didn't start to 52. Uh, that was a trick question. <laughs> trick question, yeah. Yeah, Somerville's got a lot of talent coming back, and if they didn't have enough, Jaden Cummings transfers from Hanahan to, to lead them at quarterback. So, that's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big time Somerville team. Yannick Smith, the fantastic receiver, he's already committed to East Carolina. I really believe that he's gonna get a little more interest from the bigger schools as this season goes on because I've like I said, I've seen him up close for a couple of years now, covering mm-hmm. Berkeley football. He he is just an incredible football player. This could be Somerville's time this year. Let's see. They start off this week, like I said, at Carolina Forest. I think it's gonna be Somerville big. And you know, 
It's been a good minute since uh, Somerville won a state title. 1998. All right, next up, Ashley Ridge did not play week zero. They faced Kane Bay this week. We talked about Kane Bay earlier. They had a huge win over Beaufort. Ashley Ridge had four losses last year. Two of those losses came to Kane Bay, one to open the season, one to end the season in the first round of the playoffs. Good Kane Bay team, but Coach Jeff Tate, another veteran coach coming to the low country, taking over a 5A program as his first season. He was 110 and 68 in 15 years at Wren High School up in the upper state. He was a 2019 4A state champion. Mr. Tate knows how to coach. I think Ashley Ridge is going to be a good football team, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to doubt Kane Bay anymore. I like the Cobras in this game. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Kane Bay Cobras as well. I mean, they they made a statement last week. Coach Tate was at his alma mater, Wren, for 31 years. Hmm. The last 15 as a head coach. That's something. Next up, the Wold- Woodland Wolverines. They've been a good team in the in the last couple of years. They open up at Bethune-Bowman this week. They're coming off an 11-2 season where they lost to Oceanside in the third round of the playoffs. Coach Eddie Ford, 27 wins, 14 losses, and four years at Woodland. He also coached at Allendale-Fairfax for seven seasons. And, you know, Woodland is another team, like I said with Oceanside, they consistently put out Division I talent. It might be only one or two kids, but, I mean, last year, Sedarian Hutchinson, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it's just crazy the amount of kids they got up there in the St. George area. So good luck to Woodland as they face Bethune Bowman. I like Woodland big in that game. I would I would mirror your pick. Next up, Wando Warriors. They did not play last week. They opened this season the season up this week at Lucy Beckham. Uh, I tell you what, I think I like Lucy Beckham in this. In this game, they won this game last year, eight to six over Wando. Lucy Man. Beckham did. Why Wando a, coming off a three and eight season. Why such a high scoring game? But boy, I bet I bet that crowd was rocking over there in Mount Pleasant. No, Lucy Beckham, Wando, first time they ever <laughs> faced as varsity. I, I I bet they were all probably pretty much asleep. It sounds like it was probably a. Is a defensive man. That's old. That's old school football. A defensive battle. So the last team we're going to talk about tonight is the Fort Dorchester Patriots. They have been the class of the Low Country for how many years now? I mean, since probably 2015, 2014. I would have to assume somewhere around that time when you had Carlos Dunlap and and Robert Carrion Joiner, and then you know Carrion Joiner graduates. They bring in DeAndre Sab, who was a great quarterback. But they also had a young kid named Zoltan Osborne as a freshman who stepped in, didn't play exclusively, but they kind of mixed him in with Sab. And Zoltan Osborne, he stepped into a really great situation as a freshman with a great football team, made it a lot easier for him. But Ford Dorchester did not play week zero. They open up this week at Beaufort. So I like Ford Dorchester in this game, and I like Ford Dorchester big. Um. I'm thinking after I seen or what I seen with Kane Bay, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking Fort Dorchester takes this one rather comfortably. I said earlier Fort Dorchester had a little uh, turmoil off season. I don't even know if you call it turmoil. Steve LaPrade had just an incredible run at Fort Dorchester 
few things happen. You know, somebody said he did this. He said he did this. He stepped down. The all the team and the school, you know, talks him into coming back, and then he just abruptly retires again. So I think he's done as a coach in the Low Country. I don't. I think he's just. I mean, decided to retire. I think he could go back to any school he wanted to, but. Josh Smith takes over. He was the offensive coordinator under LaPrade, and it's going to be his first season there, and it's an interim title, if I understand correctly. So I guess it's going to see how it goes this year. So you know the kids at Fort Dorchester want Coach Smith to get that job. They're going to be playing hard for him. But I tell you what, Fort D has got a killer schedule, and they did this last year. They front-loaded that schedule to help them in the playoffs and in the region, and it paid off. They made it all the way to state championship, mm -hmm. but lost to Dutch Fort. This week they face Buford. Next week, Grayson, Georgia. Uh, Grayson, Georgia shut out Fort Dorchester last year at 28-0. Then they played Rock Creek Christian, another out-of-state school, and then two weeks later they play Gaffney. So Fort Dorchester is going to be battle-tested by the time region play starts. And we talked all this hype about Somerville, and everybody's given Somerville all this credit. Don't think that that's not bulletin board material for Coach Smith and Fort Dorchester. They want to come out and prove this is still they, the low country belongs to them. It's going to be a lot of fun in uh, October 28th when Somerville goes to Fort Dorchester. And that's going to be probably both teams' uh, focus down the down the you know road. Yeah, a long way to go. It's going to be a long season, Stephen. That's all the really the games we got tonight. This has been a lot of fun talking about football with you and. Uh, like I said, this is our first episode. I know it's probably, I'm hoping it's not that bad, but it's probably not that good. But we're going to get better as we go. Yes. Um, I know we're going to get better. I'm going to get better. I can I'd, promise I, you. I, hopefully I'll get better. I can get rid of this cough. Well, just need to take a little bit of cough medicine before the, uh, before the airing. So remember, Find us at lowcountryfootballfocus at gmail.com. Send us questions. Send us criticisms. Uh, maybe you go to the games. Maybe you want to be a reporter for us. Fill us in on some stats that we wouldn't normally have. But like I said, find us at lowcountryfootballfocus at gmail.com. Find this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Steven, it's been fun. Thanks. Thank you. Good night.